Hey there, everybody. This is uh, Kevin popping in before the episode again this week uh, because, uh, once again, this episode was recorded two weeks ahead of time. Um, and, you know, there's there's been some news that has happened in the meantime, to say the least. And, um, you know, the, the, the Supreme Court picked this week uh, to destroy the concept of women's rights and precedent and progress in general. Um, and we all knew this was coming. But that doesn't make it any better. And I think when we got the leak of this opinion, which is substantially similar to the way that the, uh, the opinion came out in the end, um, I said that in that pre-recorded intro for that episode that I didn't know what to do, uh, but that I'd figure it out. Um, I can't tell anyone that there's a way to fix this quickly. This might be a 20-year proposition till we can get history back on the way towards... Uh, a reasonable future of some kinds. And and I mean that seriously. Um, we're living under a tyranny of the minority right now in this country, where a Supreme Court majority, appointed entirely by presidents who lost the popular vote, and who use a jurisprudential ideology that was invented completely, whole cloth, in the 60s and 70s, to justify pushing an unpopular, socially conservative agenda through the courts, have and are going to continue to unravel every legal structure that protected Americans from right-wing fascists. And there's just no way out of that for now. Um, we can't break the filibuster with two senators that insist on pretending Republicans have an ounce of sincerity or desire to work for the good of the public, so there's no possibility of codifying abortion rights in law. Um, and to be totally honest, even if we did, this court would likely just find a reason to strike it down as unconstitutional. And for that same reason, we won't be expanding the Supreme Court anytime soon. So we're in this for the long haul. And I wanted to provide some of those resources and advice that I said I would have, um, when we first got this sort of news for people to, you know, try and make it through this. And one is to take to the streets and stay there. Never let them think that we become complacent with their fascist confiscation of rights. Um, I've linked in the show notes this week to the National Lawyers Guild Know Your Rights Guide, which uh, is designed for protesters and those who have confrontations with the police. Um, another is to donate to abortion access funds. These are funds that help people who cannot afford it get to a clinic, which now will often mean out-of-state travel. Uh, they provide for things like bus fare or plane tickets or hotels, the procedure, other needs. Um, I have put a link in the show notes this week to the National Network of Abortion Funds, which has a tool on its website to find funds all across the country. Uh, most of these are regional in the, in the way that they work. So you can go there, you can find a fund to donate to. And I recommend not just donating to your local fund, uh, but looking for funds in red states that will see an increased need under the new fascist regime. Um, anyone who donates and sends me proof will be, of course, inducted into the spooky world New World Order. Uh, and to sweeten the deal, uh, any non-patrons who donate $40 or more, uh, I will send you a link that will provide you with access to all of our patron-only bonus episodes forever. I will give you our patron-only feed. And the third thing that I can recommend, and this is the one that sucks, is vote in primaries and vote in general elections. And yes, vote Democrat. A lot of people are complaining about the Democratic Party right now, completely justifiably. I understand and agree with much of it. But the answer to these, these problems is not to not vote or to vote for a third-party, no-chance loser who will never be elected in a thousand years, even if they have good policy positions. The reality is that only two viable parties exist in these country, and they are the two that we have. And one of those parties wants nothing to do with us. The other one will at least allow us to vote in their primaries, and to run in their primaries, and we have a chance at winning in their primaries. So to make change, we have to change the party. Not complain about the change not happening, happening as we do nothing to make it happen. Everyone I hear complaining that electoral politics is not the answer to this seems to completely ignore that the right got this done 
entirely through politics. And yes, I have always brought up and pointed out that they do have an insane, illegitimate advantage through the Senate and the Electoral College and the cap on the number of representatives in Congress. But the only way that we change that and finally make some real progress is to elect people to the Democratic Party who will work to reverse those advantages for them and will fight for the things that we care about. So that's all I have for today. We are in this for the long haul, and Benedict and I will be doing all that we can through our stupid little show and in our personal lives to fight for abortion rights and whatever else is about to be taken away next. And we hope that you will too. With all that out of the way, enjoy the show. should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Oh, and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because I'm never going to give you up. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Benedict, whose world's on fire. How about yours? Well, that's the way he likes it, and he'll never get bored. Benedict! What's, uh, what's, 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 uh, choking your goat this week? No, not answering that. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism for something disgusting. Uh, what's, uh... What's tipping your cat this fine day? Uh, and let's just go straight to the hot take, shall we? Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. It's the same question. What's making you happy this no, time? Well, you already, I, nothing has changed. Since okay, two, we, yeah, yeah, we're recording on the same day yeah. that I asked you that question an hour and a half ago. But still, what is it? Uh, yeah, nothing. I'm, my wow, you is just coming don't back experience the... happiness or joyous emotions. Not like since last beings, time. Though. You just made me sit through two hours of Mark Levin. My outlook minutes. hasn't got more joy. Cool your shit. My outlook hasn't got more joyous during that time. I will eh, probably did. Well, you know, but um, you won't tell. So maybe some <laughs> other people don't know either. What exactly it is that we do here on this program, or them, I will say, it's the show where we go deep, sometimes, Too deep. sometimes, deep, 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 yep. to plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reviewing a chapter from work of conservative nonfiction and in between, taking a look at other examples of the right doing their best to make America hate again. Benedict, do you have a hot take for us this week? I do, It's the, the and, and this is uh, brought on by my gap between recordings. Uh, the insurance industry is endlessly nightmarish <laughs> and shouldn't exist. <laughs> And literally, they, they called me during the first recording. They're like, hey, we need to confirm your address. And they're like, call us back. I'm like, oh, that's easy. I'll do that quickly in five minutes between recordings. I got on the phone and it was like, hey, this call may be recorded. And then it went, please wait. And then the phone was silent for five Bastards. minutes. Bastards. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it didn't even, Sons there was not even any hold music, not even like, hey, there's a line. Like You got to give him yeah, something. You got to have exactly. some hold music. You can't, you can't just go completely silent after going, please wait for five minutes. So then I, I, they said the call might be recorded. So I just yelled my address into the thing and hopefully that <laughs> works. <laughs> I don't think it will. I really hope. Yeah. I we'll really see. hope it does though. We'll see. <laughs> as someone who as an attorney has had to listen to a number of recorded customer service phone calls <laughs> for document review. No, it's not going to help it's you. Never it's gonna not going to happen. No, I'm going to have to call them back. It's going to be equally nightmarish yeah. just at a different time of day. What, what about you? You got a hot take? Uh, mine is that we have gone too far. We? As a society. We, oh, okay, as a society. As a society, we have gone too far. Is it the, um, the thing we were just talking about before the start of the show? No. Uh, no okay, no, it's not no. Korean-Mexican fusion. That's not the thing that's taken it too far. No, I'm actually, I enjoy the Korean-Mexican fusion. Okay. I think it's, it's quite good. Okay. Korean barbecue tacos, that shit's the bomb. Put any kind of decently made meat inside of a taco, and it, it's going to be pretty damn good. But... Uh, no, I uh, um, I have a little bit of knee pain okay. in my life. It's actually gotten better, as uh, I told you. I've lost uh, since I've lost some more weight recently, uh-huh. but I still take a leave or you know off brand medication pretty regularly. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I went to to get some the other day because I was out, 
and there was a birthday cake flavored pill for adults. For what? In this, for, for for like pain relief. Oh, that's weird. Birthday cake flavored. What is birthday like, cake? It's shit? just sugar, like. <laughs> The sugar pill. You remember right? that? Vo- you remember that vodka you used to get yeah, when you were in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like birthday cake or frosting flavor and stuff, because the girls would drink it right out of the bottle, and so you got it anyways. Like that. That's what I, I didn't buy it because I'm not a horrible human being. Uh-huh. But you got to leave it for the rest of us. Look, I, 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 just don't. Just get the kids the the liquid form. You don't need that. It's just yeah. Don't do it. Don't make me feel they like They don't really I have really sugared, sugared pills here, right? In the UK, I feel like we put sugar on more of our pills. I don't really know why. I really wish they would, except, except that cherry flavoring should be outlawed by law. Okay. Anyways, Benedict, uh, housekeeping this week. Remember to rate and review us on the iTunes. Follow us on the social medias uh, at NYGBC Pod and at NYGBC Ben on Twitter. A uh, little bit of uh, just noting up front, so... Uh, as I mentioned on last week's episode, Benedict uh, is going on vacation, uh-huh. and he told me that ahead of time, but did not tell me that the weekend before and the several days before he left, he would be uh, at his in-law's house uh, for about five days. So we are recording a week and a well half, two weeks advanced. ahead of time yeah. on these episodes. So that means that uh, uh, because I only found that out about three days before we had to sit down and record, uh-huh. I did not have time to sit down and put together the next Lunatic Kevin's Fringe just trying episode. to tell you how much effort goes into those episodes. So. Yeah. Oh, look, some fucking effort goes into those goddamn episodes. So uh, instead, we have decided to pull out our Break Glass in Case of Episode episode. Um, break break which, glass uh, in case been... of emergency. You mean not Break Glass in yeah, Case of Episode? Yeah, one of the two. Who yeah. cares? It's one of those sorts of things. So that's what we're going to be doing this week. And that means that uh, if you have become a patron or if you have done something to be worthy of joining the New World Spooky World Order within the last uh, week and a half, two weeks, I, I'm not saying it this week. I will get you on the next episode because obviously this recorded ahead of time. And so uh, I cannot time travel as of yet. Working on it. But I will, since I just like to have somebody here, I will highlight someone I think is a, a worthy follow on Twitter. Uh, which is the uh, Left Coast Right Watch Twitter account. Uh, it's a, a fellow UC Berkeley grad um, who spends time covering the far right on the, the West Coast of the United States. Um, recently started a podcast, I think is a worthy listen, works with a bunch of other great anti-fascist um, organizers and uh, researchers and stuff, uh, really does the great work. So, Left Coast Right Watch, you are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. And if you would like to join the New World Spooky World Order, uh... You can, of course, tweet or post about the show on social media, recommending it to others, and screen, screenshot, tag us, whatever you want to do. Let me know. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Drop me a screenshot to let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity, or become a patron or give us a stitch with some good. Whatever you got to do. With all that out of the way, Benedict, fun time now. Now, I think I have mentioned this in the past. Oh, you definitely I have. think I have. I think I've mentioned it on the show that this was something I had sort of in the works. Because I figure this is an easy episode for us, right? <laughs> right? So, if you've been living under a rock, you might not be aware that back in the heyday of 2007, uh, the Fox News Network, or actually this might have been 2006, I'm not 100% sure, I didn't pull up the date, uh, but I'm sure Benedict will be Googling it as I uh, no. as I explain. No, I'm fully engaged. <laughs> Lazy dick. Uh, but Fox News tried to have a response to the daily show okay um that that didn't work it just didn't work and it was called the half hour news hour oh the hilarity of the name of that 2007 2007 yes the first episode february 18th 2007 the second on march 4th 2007 and it was canceled on September 23rd, 2007. So they did 13 episodes total. That's not very uh, many. No, there's 17. Yeah. This is, well, Wikipedia says there's 17. Is there? I, I had 13 okay. uh, down. But uh, anyways, so uh, the people on this show, just so you're aware of some of the people that we're going to be hearing as we go through this. Uh, Kurt Long is, is one of the individuals I had never heard of before. Jennifer Robinson, who is a Canadian actress who was on Shit's Creek. Yeah. Yeah, it's very funny. Jocelyn. Oh, really? Yeah, she was Jocelyn shit on Shit's Creek. That's, That's weird. Um, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird because she did this horrible right-wing thing. Uh, a guy named Manny Cotto, uh, Ned Rice, and of course, regular contributor, Dennis Miller. 
Because everyone, ah, Dennis Miller is so funny. And he was on a real funny show once. Ah! Uh, he's, he's actually funny. He's actually funny. Isn't it? It's also very funny. Like this is 2007, which is like prime George W. Bush. Like oh man, this is like them being like they're laughing at us, and that's mean. We're gonna hear some stuff in this in which it's it's a giant oh shit they they haven't learned their own line yet about how Bush is not a real conservative once they have to cover for the horrible calamity that his presidency caused. It's some real uh-huh. great stuff we hear on this. All right. Um, it is. It's a lot of fun. So, but this show is widely regarded as one of the worst things that Fox News has ever done. And Fox News has done some bad Sorry, stuff. Can we just, I'm just reading the Wikipedia pages and uh-huh. we'll get onto, I'm sure we'll get onto all of this, but can I just read out the, the things that it says are the recurring sketches? Oh yes, please okay, go ahead. Okay, cool. So there's conspiracy corner. Uh-huh. Which is a segments where a guest presents generally accepted information about a topic, and that it, that information is treated as far. We are going to hear a snippet of one of those who segments, holds yes. stereotypical left wing views. Then there's yep. Guy White, closet conservative, which might be the most unintentionally fun, like closet conservative white guys, and you think that's a joke. <laughs> um, a cartoon featuring a conservative man working in an office in which everyone else is a liberal caricature. It's really mm. funny that they named him Guy White. Like that is very very funny. Well, Dilbert was already taken. Sure. Hollywood Helping <laughs> Humanity, a satirical public service announcement featuring actors endorsing dubious causes such as recycling breast implants. Actors appearing in this sketch include Leila Milani, Ken Davitian, Ian Ziering, and Lorenzo Lamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the yep. ACLU, satirical adverts boasting of controversial causes supported by the We're ACLU. We're going to hear several of those And today. presidential addresses, radio talk host Rush Limbaugh, had a resume, recurring cameo role as the president with mm-hmm. conservative pundit Ann Coulter as his vice president. Yep, we also have one of those Great, today. let's fucking go. <laughs> Why don't we just jump right in? We've got a bunch of these. So all the episodes, as far as I can find, um, the full episodes, all of them are not available anywhere. But there are a couple of YouTube accounts from people I can only assume, based off the descriptions they wrote, are fans of this who kept some snippets and pieces alive on the internet. Uh, as always, if anyone can find them, full episodes, please let me know. As far as I can tell, they've been scrubbed. Pu- right, here we go. <laughs> Publications gave the opening two episodes historically poor reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so this first one we have is a collection collection of snippets taken from this uh, fan account that was uploaded in 2007. So this is from back in the day. Why don't we just get started with it? Now, the Half Hour News Hour with Kurt McNally and Jennifer Lang. So you can hear they're trying to yeah, do they're nature, doing, right? Yeah, they're doing, yeah, yeah. Very clearly hear they're, they're doing the thing, nature. yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Half Hour News Hour, the show that delivers an hour's worth of news in 30 minutes or less, or it's free. I'm Kurt McNally. <laughs> and I'm Jennifer Lang. Tonight's top story, dispelling reports that she would staff her White House with longtime cronies and political appointees. Presidential candidate Hillary Clinton vowed that if she becomes president, she will surround herself with a diverse, multi-ethnic, multi-generational group of angry lesbians. So. Okay. So better. <laughs> okay. Hilarious. Now, I don't want to be the joke police here, or I, I don't, I don't want to be Professor Jokes here, but. There's a version of that group that The Daily Show could do that would be good. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a version they could do that would be good, but they wouldn't be punching down where the entire punchline is lesbians. Yeah. Right? That that wouldn't be the point of the joke. No. It would be but about also, Hillary Clinton, not... Yeah. Yeah. I have an, another critique, which is they started off there by saying, despite her promise to fill it with cronies or blah, blah, blah... That's the point where you're like, oh, you're just hacks. Because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. if you were just doing a regular joke punchline setup and trying to actually be funny, you would say, like, oh, she, what she actually promised to fill her White House. Like, oh, you know, long-experienced uh, professionals and people with expertise, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. She was instead. So it's, yeah. That's, so that's not a great start. Okay, let's not, do, not, let's not just do joke We're not going to do it for every yeah, single yeah, one. Okay, we're okay, not going to do it for every single good, one. Good, but good, there, good. there are some of these that, you know, you can get a chuckle out of some of these. Okay. A lot of them are just punching down bullshit a lot of them are also you can tell that audience is just laughing at the word lesbians yes but people did in 2007 i know 
It was very easy to make people laugh. There are reports that Fred Thompson's portrayal of a racist character on TV in the 80s could hurt his chances of being elected president today, particularly among voters unable to distinguish between television and real life. Like Donald Trump? Here with a half-hour news hour follow-up, we take you now to our very own Hank Allen in Greensburg, Kansas, for an update on last week's tornado. Can you hear us, Hank? Loud and clear, Kurt. Hi, Jim. Oh, there you are. Hank, what are the conditions on the ground there? Well, as you can see, last week's tornado has moved on, and now comes the hard part, figuring out how to blame this tragedy on President Bush. Mm. Mm. That's not long yep. after Katrina, presumably. I mean, okay, I don't know what episode this is from because these snippets are it's all It's still in 2007, from... I will tell yeah. you that, because that is the only time it aired. <laughs> yeah, And no, Katrina okay. was I... at the end of 2006, right? Uh, I believe that is correct, but I always forget. It was... Ba, ba, ba. Oh, 2005. 2005. Still oh, shit, not Katrina that long. Katrina was 2005? Yeah. Still not shit. that long after. Still not that long after. So that must be the point of that joke, right? That yeah, for sure. trying to get at? For sure, for but sure. But also... He did fuck up Katrina. The response to it, yeah. He really did fuck up their response. But also, I think the joke is also sort of like, huh, they're blaming him for how bad Iraq and Afghanistan are going too. Fucking libs. <laughs> like, have you again, ever, um, yeah. have you ever watched the like the classic British version of this? Not this, but the you know you know um, Chris Morris. No. The day today. Oh, I have to send no, you some. I've never heard oh of that. my god! The, everyone, go watch the day today. It's so good. It's like uh, it's it's from like the mid nineties, and it's like satirizing the like everything is breaking news, and like it, if uh. someone with like a posh British accent tells you something is happening, then you have to uh have to <laughs> then you have to believe it i'm gonna send you a clip maybe we can well, play it at the end. i thought that was just true maybe I mean, we can play a clip from it at the end yeah, I'll find we'll one. check it out yeah. if you can get it to me by the end of the episode we'll see you're a liberal democrat a committed feminist and you know that america is ready for a woman president that's and yeah i can tell yeah but you're not sure that hillary clinton is that woman you're anxious conflicted Maybe you're having trouble sleeping or you're experiencing mood swings. You want a woman to be president so badly that even Rosie O'Donnell is starting to make sense. If these symptoms sound familiar. That's the kind of thing, it's just like, there's only a small in-group for this joke. People who constantly talk about how crazy Rosie O'Donnell is. So, yeah. you know, people who listen to talk radio in the 2000s. You could be suffering from HAS. Hillary ambivalence syndrome, an anxiety disorder that affects up to one in three Democrats, which is why we developed OxyClinton. That's funny. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that is that's not a, good. That OxyClinton that is, not is a well. Chuckleworth portmanteau. It is a Chuckleworth portmanteau. But that whole setup was not worth it. No, it was not worth it for OxyClinton. Yeah. Also, OxyContin not good. No. <laughs> oh God, this is 2007 yeah. though. This is the height of overprescription of opioids. Yeah. Instead of Bibles, a hotel in California is now placing a copy of Al Gore's Global Warming book, An Inconvenient Truth, in every room. According to research, it's the only thing hotel guests won't steal. <laughs> you see how, like, they get the joke format. Yeah, like, no, it, it it's like they've seen jokes. Yeah, it's just like they can only and fill like, it in I could with do their that. bullshit... Uh, you know, political nonsense. Like the Daily Show did plenty of jokes that, yes, were were fully political, right? Yeah. But they also knew how to. Uh, it's just make, it makes me, especially when you know who's about to speak to us next. Uh -huh. I just can't stand this fucking bullshit. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dennis Prager, lover oh, good, of fine yeah. Americana. <laughs> the day America finally calls it quits in Iraq will be a day we'll all want to remember, and now you can. Thanks to the Road to Surrender commemorative plate series by the Frankfurt Mint. The Road to Surrender series is a magnificent collection of beautifully illustrated, signed, and numbered, and fired plates, elegantly commemorating each step on America's road to humiliating defeat in Iraq. So they were plates that had, like, Nancy Pelosi and Rosie O'Donnell on them. Because you remember how great the war in Iraq was? Yeah, super great. And how it was more important to, to win... That, yeah, you remember that. Yep. Remember how that's their party platform. OJ 
Simpson has decided not to sue the owner of a Kentucky restaurant who refused to serve him last week. However, he hasn't ruled out murdering the guy. <laughs> See, that's normal joke. It's that's just a, a normal that could joke be, That could be a weekend update joke. Could be. Yeah. Absolutely could be. If these people were more talented at delivery. That was okay. That was... <laughs> I think she's a little stilted in her speech. I mean, so is all of Weekend she, Update. She's doing such a heavy put on. You can just I because I made you maybe because I'm watching it. She's doing. She's you know uh, hamming it up for the camera, and she's speaking way too loud for yeah. one thing. That's another thing. It's like she is like raising her voice way too much. I don't know if it's like I don't know how good microphones were back in 2007, not great. but something weird going on there. Go on, Lorenzo. Tell us about your theory. Oh, so this is the conspiracy corner. Okay, okay, we okay, about. okay. And he's got L actor Lorenzo Lamas sitting on the couch. Okay. Remember that the host of this show is supposed to portray regular, normal, liberal ideas that this other person is, is yeah, we'll see how this goes. Well, Jack, it is my belief that the uh, attacks on the World Trade Center were perpetrated by 19 Middle Eastern Muslims who hijacked four jets and flew them into the trade towers and the pentagon whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay let's back up there big guy okay walk us through this so so we're making 9 11 jokes are we yeah like well okay the joke is supposed to be that the left thinks 9 11 was an inside job which to be fair some uh, of them did i think some of them did, but it was always more heavily the right than the left. Traditionally, yeah. Thanks to Alex Jones. Yeah. Like, you would never find, if you had a crowd of, of you know, conspiracy theorists who believed 9-11 was a false flag or an inside job, whatever. Like, at that time, even, in the mid-2000s, a full three-quarters of them would be conservative. Like, just overwhelmingly. These 19 Muslims know Dick Cheney how? <laughs> During this week's Miss Universe pageant in Mexico City, Miss USA Rachel Smith was booed by a mostly Mexican audience. Probably because for the pageant's talent competition, she built a 700-mile fence. Okay. Three more of those and we're good. Okay, so... Right, sure. That punchline, I, I could see that working. But when you have to have your other guy follow it up with three more and we're good? Yeah. That's the moment it becomes, ah. oh, you're just a punching down hack yeah. asshole. Hi, I'm Timothy Cox. There was a time in America when certain youth outreach programs faced persecution and intolerance. For example, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, oh, a group that actively promotes loving relationships between grown men and underage boys has often been the target of lawsuits. But with the help of people like me, NAMBLA went to court and fought hard. Today. Despite their ongoing legal battles, the North American Man-Boy Love Association is back to doing what it does best, promoting man-boy love. <laughs> Who did that? I did that. I'm the ACLU. The American Civil Liberties Union, helping turn boys to men since 1920. So, there's a lot going on there, yeah. There's a whole bunch of these ACLU commercials they did because they hate the ACLU. Even though the ACLU is always the people who defend them. Yeah. When the right is perpetrating hate attacks. So uh, that one, yeah, that one was Nambla. Great. Was apparently back in like 2000, uh, uh, the Massachusetts, a chapter of the ACLU, represented Nambla in a suit uh, by, I believe it was like some parents... Um, who said that NAMBLA, which is like hardly a real organization, it's like five people, uh, said that they had incited the person who had kidnapped and murdered their son when the organization, I guess, didn't have any connection to that individual whatsoever. And it was just like, it was entirely a suit about speech, which is the ACLU's thing. Now, if I were in charge of the ACLU, would I choose to take that suit? Probably not. Nah. But you cannot square the rights current day position on well you can't square the rights current day position on free speech with their current day position on free speech but you also can't square <laughs> their current day position on free speech with this anger at the aclu over this free speech issue. <laughs> just doesn't quite make sense 
According to financial records released this week, Mitt Romney's net worth is over $190 million. John Edwards has about $30 million. Hillary has between $10 and $50 million. And Dennis Kucinich has a paper route. Aww. Busy bee. With tips, that's good. I'll give him half a point for that one. Sure. I'll give him half a point. It's not bad. Apple computer founder Steve Jobs says that if Al Gore runs for president next year, he will definitely win. Jobs says he knows this because he personally designed and built Al Gore's operating system. Great. He's an Alpod. 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 Al I'm TV's Lorenzo Lamas for Hollywood Helping Humanity. There's an insidious new ailment sweeping this country that's a threat to our very way of life. It's called Muffin Top. When a woman's belly fat creeps over the top of her low-rise jeans. Working together, we can raise Muffin Top awareness and maybe someday put an end to this cruel an unsightly form of disfigurement. This year, let's make Muffin Top history. For Hollywood Helping Humanity, this is Lorenzo Lamas reminding you that there is no I in Hollywood. Cool. So I don't know what the point of that was. Nah. Because I thought that the Hollywood Helping Humanity thing was supposed to be a joke about how Hollywood is evil. But Hollywood, that, like, you literally just had Lorenzo Lamas, that's who that was, who is a Hollywood actor, go on your thing and talk about how terrible muffin tops are. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure what happened it's there. Very, I'm not sure what's it's going very on. silly. Weck will no longer appear on the sidelines of the University of Illinois football games because his character is considered outdated and demeaning to Native Americans. The school's new athletic mascot will be a blackjack dealer. Fun story for me about right. that one is uh, I've been to the Boundary Waters canoe area between the U.S. and Canada twice uh -huh. with, uh, with my brother and my dad and uh, another family member. And... Um, one time we went, uh, I, there, you know, there's a lot of, uh, in Canada, they call them first peoples, not Native Americans, uh, who are up in that area and have, uh, you know, homes and run businesses up there. Um, and one time when we went up there, the way we got to where we were going is we hired them to take us out on a boat uh, and drive us out there. And while we're going out there in middle of fucking nowhere, Canada, my dad says to the first peoples guy who's driving the boat, so you do this because you're too far out here to have a casino? To which I felt all the cringe. <laughs> I felt all the cringe yeah, in the world. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, it was not great. This past Tuesday, June the 5th, was World Environmental Day. To mark the occasion, Lindsay Lohan drove a hybrid car into a tree. Fine. Sure. Tonight's top story, a federal court ruled the White House must release suspected Al-Qaeda agent Ali Al-Mari. Al-Mari says he just wants to put all of this behind him and return to flight school. <laughs> After months of being criticized for hosting a Holocaust denial conference in December, the Iranian government is now denying that the conference ever took place. <laughs> Or, if it did, that attendance figures were greatly exaggerated by a Zionist-controlled media. Okay, that's a decent joke. The last, couple, decent the last joke. couple of jokes were fine. Yeah, yeah. See, even a blind squirrel with no nuts <laughs> eventually finds one. So that's the first uh, mega cut okay. that I found on YouTube. Uh, that's the end of that one. Um, I think you can see this is not the best program I guess. That's, that's ever been put together. So we have a bunch more. Um, I will give you the next one. This next one, this is like a... a, a so you know how The Daily Show, they do sit-down interviews with, with real people, right? And Jon Stewart back in the day, back when he was in charge of it, he's just funny and witty uh, and intelligent, was able to come up with jokes on the fly and, uh, uh, and have people, you know, uh, have a, a real good time, make it really enjoyable. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, well, they can't do that okay. because... Because they're untalented hacks. Yeah, yeah. So they have a fully scripted joke interview sitting on a couch for like four minutes, so... which is horrible and bad. And we're going to listen to that right now. Great. Here's 
Here's an update on the progress of our featured guest, actor-activist Ed Begley Jr. Apparently, Ed will not be joining us tonight. Oh, great. Now what happened? Well, Ed decided to hitchhike the last couple miles to get here, and apparently he fit the description of someone reported to be eating out of a dumpster. <laughs> but it really wasn't. Probably not. Do you know who Ed Begley Jr. is? No. He is, um... Uh, Sitwell, the the bald guy on Arrested Development, the guy with alopecia. You have no idea who I'm talking about at no. all. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't know why they had such. I guess he's an environmental activist and a generally decent guy. I guess they just had a, a hate on for Ed Begley Jr. I guess. But the police picked him up, and it looks like he'll be in custody at least until morning. Sorry to hear about that, Ed. Our thoughts are with you, and we'll try to rebook you just as soon as we can. Now, if you read the papers or watch TV, you've noticed that more and more world problems are being linked to global warming. Please welcome our guest, former game show host and noted climatologist, Dr. Samuel Pinkner, who makes a highly unusual claim. Please tell us about your theory, doctor. Well, uh, so this is a fake, fake guest. Yeah, I just okay, want to point okay, that out. Okay. This is not a real guest, uh, which should be evident by the game show host, nay, climate expert or whatever the yeah. fuck this is. Well, though, you never know Thank you. I for Fox News guests. Yeah, <laughs> would still be better than most Fox News guests. Yeah. You know, it's a little more than just a theory right now. I've discovered that any problem facing the world today can be linked to global warming in six steps or less. I call it six degrees of global warming. Any problem. That's right, any problem. Come on, try me. Okay. <laughs> How about the recent blizzard in Colorado? How did global warming cause a blizzard? Well, they, oh, um... hard one. One, higher global temperatures cause increased evaporation. Two, this results in wetter than normal air over the ocean. Three, the air moves over land, causing heavier precipitation. In this case, a blizzard. There you go, with three moves to spare. Okay, okay. this is the very reason why climate change is now the nomenclature used. Mm -hmm. But it is very much just back to, you know, back in the day, they just went with the, ha, global warming, but it's cold outside, libs. Yeah. They think that's humor. Wow. Ugh. I mean, I did that too. I'm so sure I you get did. It. I'm sure your jokes were even worse, honestly. <laughs> Not bad. Okay, how about this one? Higher gas prices. How can they be caused by global warming? <laughs> Should I answer while I'm drinking a glass of water? <laughs> one, global warming causes Arctic ice to melt. Two, this causes polar bears to drown. Three, this causes an increase in seal population. Four, the seals bark all night, causing tanker crews to get less sleep. <laughs> Five, this causes more oil spills, decreasing the supply of petroleum. And six, this results in higher gas prices. Oh, yes, I am good. <laughs> you guys, you're boring me to death. Come on, let's have a challenge. All right. Uh... Uh, in the news recently, there was a crime wave in Houston. Can you tell us how global warming could cause that? No, I don't think I can. One, global warming causes Hurricane Katrina. Two, this distracts Dick Cheney from the debate about gay marriage. Three, this angers Mary Cheney, causing her to demand a decrease in federal subsidies for Halliburton. Four, this causes lower earnings for Halliburton. Five, resulting in lower tax revenues and a shortage of police in Houston. Oh, yeah! I cannot be beat! So, why aren't you laughing, Benedict? It's not particularly funny. <laughs> is the answer that I would give. Yeah, it's not very funny, is it? No. It's not. It's But the crowd loves it, Benedict. Yeah, they love sure, it. yeah, yeah. They're laughing so much. So much. How can you not get down with the humor when there are other people laughing in a room? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's not great. Nope. That's only... That's only two minutes of that. We don't need to go that. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to go the full four minutes on that one. I don't. I don't think we'd make it if we were nope. honest. But uh, we have another ACLU spot for you here. Let's check it out. And now the half hour news hour with Kurt McNeller and Jennifer Lang. Hi, I'm Timothy Cox. Have you ever been physically sickened by the sight of a Christmas display on public property? Because I know I have. <laughs> It used to be customary in wintertime for authorities to place so-called nativity scenes in front of City Hall and other prominent locations. Yeah, and it really shouldn't have been, because that's not a good thing. No. <laughs> right out in the open where anyone could see them, even little children. 
but two years ago, people like me sued a city in Michigan and forced them to remove the nativity scene from city property as our constitution requires, and guess what? They won. We won. So today, those good people in Berkeley, Michigan can enjoy their winter solstice in peace without having to be forced to look at oppressive religious symbols like mangers, wise men, cattle, or even baby Jesus. And who did that? I did that. I'm the ACLU. Awesome. Very crushed So, yeah, you know, that's, that's the evil AC. I tried to look up this case because he mentioned Berkeley, Michigan. And I couldn't find a ton on it. The only thing I found was something like, uh, you know, the usual thing that comes up with these cases is like, well, if you, you know, have some Christian holiday thing, you have to allow other people to have their holiday thing. Yeah. And best I can tell, this city in Michigan said, no, Christian only. And so it was like, okay, I guess you don't get to have any. Yes. Which makes sense. <laughs> you know, it's pretty much how they react when it comes down to these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Not great. Uh, all right, we have another ACLU commercial here now. And now, the Half Hour News Hour with Kurt McNally and Jennifer Lang. Hi, I'm Timothy Cox. There was a time in America when white supremacists and other hate groups had to operate in the shadows. I know, they had to pretend to just be Fox News yeah. anchors. Afraid to walk the streets in the daylight, afraid to show their faces. But in 1977, a group of neo-Nazis sued for their right to march through Skokie, Illinois, a town where thousands of Holocaust survivors lived. People like me. You know, this is particularly ironic, given where the Republican Party went after this. Yep. I mean, they were already there at this time, but man, given what we... Hindsight is a gift, Mm -hmm. isn't it, really? Hindsight is 2022. Jesus Christ, good people on both sides, Benedict, both sides. Help those neo-Nazis take their case all the way to the United States Supreme Court, and guess what? They won. We won. So today, vicious hate groups can march anytime they want to, anywhere they please, in these United States of America. Actually, uh, they can't, because anti-fascists show up and confront them, as they damn well should, uh, and they're a bunch of scared little children and go run away. But, you know, these people, these, these people aren't on the anti-fascist side. And I don't know what side that leaves them on, mm-hmm. Benedict. Do you know? Uh, the anti-anti-fascists. Ah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I forgot there was yeah, a third yeah, yeah. side. forgot there was a third side. Who did that? I did that. I'm the ACLU. <laughs> yep. Sure. That's that one. That's that one. Another ACLU commercial. I can tell you are struggling through this so hard. I'm right struggling now. with the ACLU ones. I just... We only have one more ACLU uh, one, uh, uh, and then we're getting to uh, Rush Limbaugh. So okay, okay, that's the the cherry on top at okay. the end is the Rush. All right, all right. And Jennifer Lang. Hi, I'm Timothy Cox. Once upon a time in America, religious zealots could display symbols of their twisted ideologies anywhere they wanted, even on public property. Then a group of Americans like me demanded that Los Angeles County remove these hateful symbols. So they like zoomed in on the Los Angeles County seal from back then, which apparently it had a cross on it. Like mm-hmm. it just has a crucifix. Like it's there. Uh, I guess they're just trying to point out that it's small, which I guess they think means you should means just let anything. it be. Predictably, county officials argued that the symbol was historical, not religious. What historical, not religious component of a crucifix is there? I always like it when I hear that argument. But... Uh, just commemorating the death of thousands of Roman prisoners by <laughs> putting them on the cross. <laughs> Something tells me that people showing crosses are not that... Don't, don't have a particular connection to Roman prisoners in general. No, like, probably not. Some, something tells me there might be something else to it. You know, the usual Bible-thumping hysteria. But my group held firm, and Los Angeles County eventually caved in. Today, the residents of Los Angeles can be proud of their county seal again because it's no longer a reminder of bigotry and intolerance. Who did that? I mean, we're talking about L.A., so, you know, as long as you got the LAPD, I think you're still going to be reminded. Yep. <laughs> that sort of stuff. 
Anyways, Benedict, that's how funny this program is. Yep, extremely hilarious. Isn't this just a hoot and yeah, a holler? Yeah, yeah, Okay, let's see the Rush Limbaugh one then. All right, we got our last one here. This is our last clip from the half hour. This is him as president, yeah? Yeah, so this is like, they had a recurring bit with Rush Limbaugh. And do you remember, they, they considered these people like celebrities. Mm-hmm. Can you fucking believe that? Yeah, Rush Ann Limbaugh, Coulter for sure. And Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Yeah, just today, I think, it might have been yesterday, Mark Levin was shitting on Ann Coulter for, I think, admitting that there was no truth to the claim that they could overturn the election with the whole scheme with Mike Pence and yeah. shit. And Mark Levin, like, lost his shit on his radio of show. Course about he did. Mark Coulter Levin loves to lose his shit on his radio show. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's his favorite pastime, we're going to be honest about it. But yes, this is, uh, like, a recurring bit, apparently, where Rush Limbaugh is president, and I guess how wonderful that would be. I suppose. And now, the half hour news hour. The end? Uh, Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Okay, I just noticed, I watched this earlier today, but I just noticed they couldn't get the real Hail to the Chief song? Oh yeah, it's probably copyrighted. no, it's not. It's fucking old timey sheet music. Wow, that's from true. like eighteen hundred. They're or probably some not shit, allowed sure. to do it for like Bullshit. presidential Bullshit. reasons. I don't know. Fucking every TV show that has ever had a president has used it. You can use it anytime you want. My fellow Americans, good evening. The last balls. Okay, he has no timing. No timing. There, you can tell because he just started right during and, the yeah during the applause. He's just used to talking into a microphone, so he doesn't know how to do this. Bitter recount behind us. My Democratic opponent, Howard Dean, finally getting the medical attention he has so desperately needed for so long. (laughs) We move forward as a nation. Some say is more divided than ever before. As president, I hereby promise you, the American people, four years or more of commander-in-chief excellence. Okay, you know what? Joke? I don't get that. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so he called like his catchphrase was "excellence in broadcasting." Or okay, I think that was the okay. name of his, uh, the Excellence in Broadcasting Network, or some shit like that. I look as much as everybody on the right fucking loved Rush Limbaugh. I could never stand the guy because his radio show compared to his show had so many more ads than every other show on the radio. So you would get like fucking. 30 seconds of Rush Limbaugh on the radio, and then it would go to fucking ad breaks. And he would just pop in, ramble for a minute and a half, and boom, back off to the ads. It's like, what the fuck is the even the point? Because he's just all about the fucking money. But, uh, so yeah, he would be like, it was the excellence in broadcasting radio network, and all this sort of shit. So that's his catchphrase. That's why they laugh. But also, it just occurred to me, they probably would have elected Rush Limbaugh president. Like they, oh yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If he'd if run against Limbaugh Donald run, Trump, yeah, I think they'd run. Oh fuck yeah! If Limbaugh had run, and same thing now, if Tucker Carlson ran for president right now today, he would have the Republican nomination. There's no doubt in my mind, mm-hmm. not the slightest bit. Like, it's all just fanboy bullshit. That's what it all is. Not a moment too soon. After just two years of a Democrat Congress, America's international reputation is a shambles. Our economy teeters on the brink of collapse. And it's funny because you didn't see it, but on the thing it said underneath when he appeared that it was uh, January something 2009. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though this show was recorded in 2007 and the recession was right around the corner and it was about to be shambles. Yep. And, you know. Very predictable. Cindy Sheehan's cross-country shooting spree <laughs> still fresh in our memories. Did they just laugh at a shooting spree? Good cheer, my friends. America's best days are still ahead of her now that the grown-ups are back in charge. After who? Yes, Rose. They, I, they know that George Bush was president in up until 2008, yeah, right? Yeah, but didn't you hear? Two years of a Democrat-controlled Congress, yeah, Benedict. Yeah, but still. Two years of a Democratic-controlled Congress that wasn't able to pass anything because Bush would veto it. Yeah. You know that. It's Rosemary. Mr. President, the vice president is here. Oh, great. Send the vice president in, please. Mr. President. Madam Vice President of the Oval Office, great column this week. Thank you. You, um, like... I also, look, I don't want to comment on looks of women. Then don't. I I can't help it. Ann Coulter has always looked to me like she is too skinny. And I mean that in the sense of I feel worried 
that she oh, was just like, like a little but she just looks a little vampiric i think well yeah i just worry that like she you know there is an impulse on the conservative side for women have to look a certain way and i as much as i despise her because she's a horrible human being like i don't want to imagine that this woman was pushed into like anorexia because of the fucking horrible culture she made herself that's a part not, of. let's not speculate about that that's she's not just good gross. yeah let's maybe take that out like, join me in a cigar isn't the White House a smoke-free zone? Not anymore. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. I thought that was a Bill Clinton joke, and then I I don't know. No, it's not. I, it's just a... I, I don't get it. I, okay, if you bring up a cigar in the White House, it has to be a Bill Clinton joke. That's the only joke you can make about a cigar in the no, White House. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> yes, Rosemary? Mr. President, Nancy Pelosi, on line one. Pelosi? How did she get this number? Well, take a message. And now, my fellow Americans, stay tuned to the half-hour news hour coming up next right here on the Fox News Channel. And if you don't, we'll invade your countries, kill your leaders, and convert you to Christianity. Easy work, Madam Vice President. Good night. God bless it's you. It's funny because it's true. God bless the United States of America. And okay, they were trying to do an SNL cold open, mm -hmm. but but they failed at it so well, hard. Well, that SNL fails at it half the time. Okay, but look, this I believe this was like one of their early episodes of this show. I can't because I, you know, there's no notes on these sorts of things and whatnot. But uh, hey, there was no punchline leading out. They realized that, and so they threw in that Ann Coulter line: "Will invade you, convert you mm -hmm. to Christianity." And the problem is that is what they that would do. Is what they, they want yeah. to do. <laughs> that is the big problem, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Ugh. Well, Benedict, that's all we have for today, for our half-hour news hour. Oh, boy, we need to get an episode out quick. Is there something easy we can go through? That was suddenly episode? It, yeah. Um, how was playing on your phone while I played Clips been? It's fine. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a very weird vibe. The ACLU thing is... Uh, yeah, Something they went else. hard against the ACLU. Yeah, they really well, they did. always have hated the ACLU, but just, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a... Well, I think it's because, okay, they are they have always been uh, Christian nationalists, right? Especially since the George W. Bush years, mm -hmm. right? So the ACLU has a history of pushing for secularism in public life. Yeah, yeah. Even though they also push for the same free speech bullshit that allows right-wing, far-right, white extremists to go and, and hold their rallies and shit, right? Remember uh, the Unite the Right rally? Uh, those assholes, the fucking Nazis, they went to the ACLU yeah. when they needed to sue the city of Charlottesville mm -hmm. to make that thing happen. And the ACLU, I think afterwards, um, you know, sort of said, we're not going to do those kind of lawsuits yeah, anymore, seeing what that. happened. But I, you know, I think maybe you should have made that decision ahead of mm -hmm. time. That would have been nice. But like I said, like the ACLU, the ACLU is a nonpartisan organization in the sense that they, are ferociously free speech yeah. and ferociously, you know, uh, I think it started with an impulse of, you know, uh, it wasn't as controversial back in the day, I don't think, because mm -hmm. uh, racism was more accepted and stuff. But because they went after, you know, religion, they went after prayer in public schools, they went after symbols of Christianity in public places, like the right fucking hates them because they are Christian nationalists mm -hmm. and want that shit all over the place. So, um, yeah, the ACLU stuff was weird. The Hollywood stuff was weird. Really weird, yeah. Imagining Rush Limbaugh as president is a fucking nightmare. Yep. Um, it will never happen. I can't imagine what fresh hell so that would be. to that. But while we're here, Benedict, what's the name of that dude you wanted me to look at? Uh, so the clips are a little long, but I'll just, um, I'll, I'll, I'll recommend them again. Uh, right. So there's uh, Not the Nine O'Clock News, which is like an early, like, Rowan Atkinson thing before he did Blackadder. And then there's uh, the day to day and Brass Eye, which is Chris Morris, who's a like famous British satirist. Um, I'll send you a couple of clips to watch, but I don't think we can. I, they're probably a bit long to play on the air, but yeah, well, we'll see how that goes in the long run. All right, so this is what Benedict was talking about <laughs> earlier: the day to day Peter O'Hanraha Hanrahan <laughs> trade agreement. The name of the clip. Yeah, let's see. A week of foul-tempered debate in Europe ended this afternoon as finance ministers agreed new quota rates for trade with the United States. In Brussels is our economics correspondent, Peter O'Hanrahan. Hanrahan. Peter, what is the new rate? Okay, you know what? 
that you could already okay if we're gonna make anything good out of this fucking waste of an episode that we just did we have to compare the shit fox news yeah. bullshit we just watched to what is genuine talent okay because that complete straight face delivery that he a just piece gave of Ron, I, Ron, Ron. right and getting through that name without stumbling that is that is a piece of talent that's a piece of work yeah, right there okay. you gotta be able this, to do it's that. like a two minute clip it's very good let's keep going oh man it's 30%, Chris. <laughs> Agreement was a long time coming, but in the end, the decision was unanimous. What was the also, I do also want to point out, the whole intro he did before he got to the name Peter O'Hanrahan, yeah. all of that was straight-faced <laughs> completely. There was nothing odd about yeah. it. There was no injection of political it's bullshit. So and that helps make it funnier. <laughs> was the Germans' reaction? Because they've been holding out for 40%, haven't they? That's right. Uh, when I spoke to Finance Minister Reinhardt earlier today, he said he didn't like the deal, but he had to go along with it. Really? You spoke to him yourself. You managed to pin him down. He's a pretty tricky man, isn't he? That's right. Where did you get hold of him? He was in the hotel. And you conducted a conversation with him about the quota rates? That's right. He said he didn't like it, but he had to go <laughs> along with it. What language did you conduct this conversation in, Peter? German. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. see the panic in his eyes i know you're yeah. no one's watching it but i do i will i will put this in the show notes i highly recommend that you do go uh watch this if you want to we got a little bit left let's see you spoke to him about the technicalities of the deal in german yes so what's the german for 30 percent 30 percent yes and what about that quote you attributed to him? I don't like it, but I'll have to go along with it. That's what he said. How did he say it? I don't like it, but I'll have to go along with it. In German, how did he say it? Ich nichten lichten. Presumably you mean rufen Sie ein Taxi bitte, sonst verpasse ich meinen Flug. Yes. No, you don't, Peter, because that means get me a taxi, I'm late for my plane. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Did you speak to the German finance minister about the new deal this afternoon? No. And what was his reaction? I don't know. Peter, thank you. <laughs> okay. That was good. It's like a, was it's good. a running bit of him just doing really bad, like local journalism, like in different places yeah. around the world. One of them, you know one of he... them, they actually had to cut because it was like, um, in it's one of the specials, and he went and did like a nine eleven one, and he was like pretending to be covering one of the business meetings in the towers, and like he was like. <laughs> He was like oh, blagging. No. Well, yeah, they had to they had to take it out of the special, but I think they released oh, it afterwards. No. Yeah, it's not great, but oh man. Yeah, so but... the 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 most famous one is probably too long to play, but it's called mm -hmm. War. Um, and it starts off something similar, and it's like talking about a trade agreement, and then they're going back and forth between various ministers, and they and they and then the newscasters like as soon as someone says something slightly controversial, he was like. Well, we uh, we didn't, you know, we we had to give in to some of the Australians' demands, and then he cuts to the Australian guys. Were you being very demanding? And then the Australian guys, well, we had to defend our rights. They're defending their rights. Are we going to take that as the British public? So it just like <laughs> the news e like absolutely escalates, and a war starts while the news yeah. is on. Like they actually like they declare war. It's See really that good. that's talent. That is talented. That is there's so much more that goes into creating that kind of comedy. Than this lazy. If you're in my in group, then you're gonna laugh at the people I tell you to laugh. I'll send. At. I send. Bullshit. I sent you that one as well. It's too long to play, but it's yeah. It's yeah, so but good. I'm gonna watch it when yeah, we get yeah. done. Anyways, uh, thank you all for listening and being here and uh, suffering through. When we come back um, next week, we will have we will go into the lunatic fringe because that's what we skipped to do this episode instead. So we will go back and we will have that second second episode on conspiracy theories that I had promised you. So we'll be stepping right back into that. And then we'll be back on our, our normal schedule. So we're not going to be uh, mixing it up at all. It should be pretty simple to get back into. But thank you all for being here, for listening. And um, normal stuff I say at the end of an episode. <laughs> thank you to all of our patrons. I don't have it pulled up in front of me. And, and we've been recording for two plus hours <laughs> now. Thank you to all of our patrons. J.D. Main guest found the song. Yes, you did. George Zalnier, Tinker's Dam, Janet Yutter, Stefan, Shannon Hailman, Utah Outcast, Pause, Brent Lee, David Garrido, Dave Barwick, Dodd Snow, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Ellie Bartlett, Mockingbird Nation, Bacaw! Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, A.J. Brantley, Taro DeCannon, and Balls Watterson. Thank you all as always for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, this means war. Goodbye. Goodbye.
The Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.